So we're back, Rick Shields podcast. It's been a minute, guy. Been a minute. That sounds very American. <laughs> been a minute. <laughs> it's been. <laughs> what's it? Has it been like eight or nine weeks? It's been. It's been a long time. Uh, we we had one episode in lockdown, but we are back. Your normal service has resumed. We plan to release a new podcast every single Monday on your favourite podcast channels. Uh, currently, we're not filming it for the YouTube channel, so we're just going to go back for audio just for a period of time. And then if we start to film it again, you will guys will be the first to know. First off, I want to kind of say I hope everyone's good around the world. Hopefully coping and getting some golf fixing now that most places around the world can play golf again now, which has been good. Um and it's just nice to be back. Uh, I think we, we wanted to have this little breather because, if I'm honest, me and Guy talked about it a lot, there wasn't much to talk about. Like, what did we talk about? There was no golf. There, we weren't playing golf together. We weren't really filming a lot together. So it made no sense to make podcasts, but we are back up and running again, business as usual, and it's nice to have producer Guy back on the podcast. It's good to be back. Um, I've got a funny story for you, actually, already that I've not, not told you yet, so may as well break it to you on here. Go on, go on. So, obviously... As you know, um, go to the gym. Not, no, I'm not a, a big meathead, as you can vouch for. But I like to work out and go to the gym. And obviously, the gym has been shut now for, what, nine weeks. So I've been doing a bit of running and a bit of cycling. But as of late, I thought, I need to start doing some weights because I feel just horrible, basically. So looking online, as you do, browsing for a kettlebell or some dumbbells, everywhere sold out literally can't get anything anywhere until i stumbled across amazon and i found two 20 kilo dumbbells okay 144 quid so i just thought i'm gonna bite the bullet i'm gonna buy them inevitably i'll get them i'll probably do like one workout and end up getting bored of them got a text to the fdpd your dumbbells are arriving so made up one has been sent (laughs) So I've paid 144 quid and got one dumbbell. <laughs> You're joking me. I'm hoping. And is that is that what the description says? No, it is. It's a pair of dumbbells, but I've got one. So I'm hoping the other one's going to follow suit. But if it doesn't, I've paid 144 quid for one dumbbell that is just going to sit there and not get used anyway. How much of that payment was actually shipping? Because that's, you know, to ship a, a 20 kilogram dumbbell would cost a lot, I guess. No, it must. I don't know. It was all one. I think it said shipping was included. So yeah, I don't know if shipping was twenty quid, a hundred quid. Crazy. But it made me think. Like often we buy these things. Everyone's done it in lockdown. You buy something like whether it be a fitness thing, typically fitness things, isn't it? Or training aids for golf is another one. You buy it, you think right, that's it now. I'm gonna practice every night at home. I'm gonna get really good, and you get it, and inevitably you stop using it. And I bet it's a little bit like you with that indoor simulator. Have you been hitting enough balls? <sighs> Let's be honest. No, I've not. <laughs> the I, I, I think I think what was interesting, obviously, we we saw the first week in lockdown, and everybody was putting something together at home, whether it be a net, whether it be a blanket, a mattress. I mean, I saw some unbelievably creative ways of being able to hit golf balls at home. Um, there were some bad ones and, as well. <laughs> you're right. That, there were some horrendous ones, and there would have been many accidents and many arguments with other hearts. I'm sure. Um, but what, what was interesting that first couple of weeks, I was thinking, oh my God, everyone's going to come out of this lockdown being the best golfer in the world. But inevitably, like you said, after the first two weeks, I never saw a single image of it ever again. No. Nobody shared a, a picture of hitting into a mattress again. So um, no, the home simulator, obviously we, we um, 
I put it in the at the house, one, because I, I, I did actually really want one, but also to make videos. And you know what? It's done a bloody good job. Mm. Would you agree, Guy? It's done a, it, it served the purpose. Well, that was it. It was, it was, as you said from the start, we, it was quite a daunting for us going into, well, obviously daunting for everybody, but daunting for us trying to make golf videos with no golf courses open. So the fact that your garage was perfect height and width and everything for a golf simulator, we were pretty lucky. And to be fair to you, you've made some yeah. good videos while you're in there, Rick. Unassisted. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You still got it. You say unassisted. You say unassisted. We've I've had plenty of help with uh, with phone calls and Zoom True. calls and stuff to get to get things up and running. But yeah, there was a couple of good days. Obviously, the day where I hit a thousand golf balls. That was a dark. I went in some dark places in my life on that day because it just it was very lonely. I was on my own. A thousand golf balls doesn't sound like a lot, but seven or eight hours later, uh, it became quite tedious. And it, it took me a couple of days to recover. I must admit, I was absolutely. It sounds ridiculous. I was exhausted the next day. I, I was. It was almost like I had jet lag. I mm. felt like I had no energy, which is crazy because you know a thousand golf balls. I'm sure at some point in time I would have done that as a kid. Um, but yeah, it, that really did take it out of me. That was a good video, and then we obviously we got some we got some really good products. We got the Honma driver. Um, I think I don't need to remind people how much that costs because I think I said it too many times in the video <laughs> from from what I see. Um, and then also the um, really cool copper Mizuno irons, which by the way don't rust, but <laughs> they uh, they were really cool. And I think I think one point down the line of much I've gotten boxed up at the moment, I would like to take them out the golf course and play with them fully. Um, but at the moment they are securely boxed up, ready to. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. You not like them? I, I don't it, know. It's I interesting don't... for me. It depends on. I like them because they're I different. Think it just depend on on what color. Yeah, that's it. If they would have come out all black, they would they would just be as popular as copper. But as well, the copper thing. There's a story behind it. But if, if Mizuno Zions for this year only came out in a copper finish, everyone would slag them off. Everyone would say, "Oh, the chrome yeah. looks well. That why have they done this? Because it's so rare." That's what makes you want them, doesn't it? Like, don't be wrong. I'd happily if I got sent a set like you did. I'd happily have a set and unbox them and probably play with them. But I actually think that chrome or fully murdered out black does look better. But obviously, the downside to black is after three or four rounds, the finish comes off and they start to look dreadful. But yeah, I think that's the same for these. From what I heard, I don't think the finish is good in them at all. Uh, yeah, so like I say, lockdown was good. Um, so long story short, no, I've not been practicing like I should have been or or could have been in a weird way like i get that that weird horrible feeling right now as we as we start to be able to get out on the golf course again and play a little bit more golf thinking to myself i should have maybe done more i should have changed some things in my golf swing i should have got fitter i should have got healthier i should you know all the things that a lot of people say but probably coming out of this coming out of this being being healthy and protecting the family was kind of then ended up taking a, more of a priority. Oh, that's that's the thing. Everybody's going to come out of this and be thinking, oh, I wish I'd done a run every day. I wish I'd done that job around the house has been, been needing doing. But it's been such a strange experience for everybody. And obviously we've been lucky enough that we haven't been affected by, you know, in our health. But yet it's still a hard graph to get through it. It's It's been, you know, a challenge in itself just to try and just carry on every day and, there's not been much to look forward to. Like a lot of your TV programs that you might like aren't on. Like, it sounds stupid, but I've realised how much I've missed the football because I look forward to watching the football every weekend or in the week or whatever. And without it, it's like you get to six, seven o'clock at night, you think, right, what's on TV tonight? And there's not really a great deal. Um, well, for you, from a from a personal standpoint, I don't mind talking about this. This would have been the busiest 
one of the busiest weeks of your life. Yeah. Well, I should right have been now. getting married. Well, when this goes out, this will be Monday. So on Saturday coming up, I should have been getting married. Obviously, I'm not, unfortunately, now. Um, so that's been strange. We've pushed it back to the end of September, which, fingers crossed, things will be a bit more normal by then. But I still don't really know. It's it's strange, it's, isn't it's it? It's crazy. Like I say, it depends on how how this lockdown takes place. And it's so different everywhere around the world. Because I'm seeing like place in America seems so much more relaxed, in my opinion, when I see it on social media. I'm sure not everywhere in America. But it seems like people are still... I don't know, to some degree, going about normal life. Again, it depends on where you are in the States. Um, and like say, you see it in your, across Europe how it's been really, really different and how Australia dealt with it and how New Zealand dealt with it. It's, uh, like I say, it's, it's a crazy, crazy time. But hopefully, like I say, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We've seen a little bit of golf, live golf, that was last weekend with the, uh, the TaylorMade thing with Rory, DJ, Matt Wolf, and uh, Ricky. Did you catch any of that guy? No, because... I was paying for Now TV, which anyone over here in the UK will know. Now TV is essentially a way of watching sport where you can just pay it monthly. So I was paying, I think, £30 a month for Now TV up until obviously lockdown when all the sport's been cancelled and postponed. So I cancelled my subscription. So when this golf was on, what day was it now? Was it was it last Sunday or Saturday? And Well, anyway, and the golf was on. So I thought, right, I might buy a pass for 24 hours to watch the golf thinking it might be an offer on, you know, they're trying to get people to start, you know, buying the sports again. And it was like £11 for the day. And I thought, I'm not I'm not bothered enough. I, just, I feel bad saying if it was a major or something, I would have just bit the bullet and paid it. But I'm not that bothered. And the clips I saw was a bit, that Rory, you sent it to me, that Rory clip where he, was it, I've had puts for 25 million son or something, he said to Matt Wool. Yeah, it was, a bit cring- it was a bit cringy, that. So obviously there was, and I'm going to use this in qu- in inverted quote marks is a banter there was there was some attempted banter between uh the four players and it, and it's always hard i think forced banter i'm not a big fan of banter <laughs> i don't like or i don't know what do the people call it in america um it is well it's like i don't think uh, yeah ban- i don't know i think they call it banter but i'm not too sure it's like friendly like jibs isn't it and like it depends because if you're playing with me and you were playing golf we would have a laugh but it wouldn't be like non-stop would it it wouldn't be going like offensive yeah and it would be like oh, i'm yeah. gonna beat you i'm gonna beat you. it's just like you have a bit of a laugh and you play golf and you chat about just everything but that was a little bit from what i saw it was a bit mm. yeah so i believe matt wolf was trying to put rory off over a putt about a nervous putt and rory hold it, it was only like six seven foot and rory hold it and turned to matt wolf and basically said listen i've i've, I've hold held putts that have won me t- over 25 million dollars um shut up son basically shut up young man <laughs> like shut up mm. little boy which i thought i don't know it's just a bit a bit weird but it was nice to see golf back on tv and then there's another match coming up is it this weekend is that the tiger oh, so. phil uh tom brady and uh painter i'm more into that one i think probably cause it's just tiger i think that'll be different yeah tiger i think it'll be different one because it's tiger two because tiger phil always already have that kind of uh, natural chemistry and and obviously they had the match last year and then this coming up and then also it's nice to see what how like Tom Brady's going to play and how Peyton Manning's going to play I don't know those guys that much because I'm guess obviously Tom Brady's an American footballer is, is Peyton Manning like a manager or something I'm gonna sh- I actually don't know a coach I'm going to google it now I think he's a coach I'm sure he, he probably was yeah. a player now he's turned well, this just shows coach. how much I'm I'm sure I know I just googled football. him and put painting Manning <laughs> it's obviously Peyton Manning wow. I've never heard of him I'll be honest um, it'd be interesting to see how those guys 
cope in the fact that they will be um, they're amateurs. Like they, then they're not tour pros. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I think there's going to be some formats where they maybe play alternate shots. And uh, the problem is we're talking about this now on Monday. I think the match is happening this weekend. So I think I'll be watching a bit of it. If not on social media, it'll be interesting to see. I know one of the holes, the fifth hole, I believe, on the front nine, they're going to play with only one golf club. Um, which is a challenge I've done a few times, actually. That's what's, so that, that's, might, that's what's happened, isn't it? Tiger's been watching the channel with his children, Charlie and Sam, and they're like, oh, Dad, this, this Rick, this Rick think, Shields is really cool. Do you think cool. he's ever watched... Do you think he's ever watched a, a Rick Shields YouTube chat video? I reckon he's caught his son watching it, and he's gone, what are you watching that for? <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know anything. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like... I feel like they... I don't know. They'll know it exists. Because I've done a few videos as well and used his name. And again, if I was on YouTube and I, I suddenly stumbled across a video that was like, the driver Rick Shields once used, I'd watch it. Like, if he stumbled across the driver, the video was like, the driver Tiger Woods hated, <laughs> which was a, a lockdown video we did. Surely he looks at that it's and tr- goes... true, but he's been in the public eye for, what, 20, 30 years? Well, how many years now? 30 years, nearly. If he's read and watched every article about him, he would have watched had to watch a lot of stuff. That's true. That's true. Tiger, if you do watch and you do listen to the podcast, and if, if anybody knows Tiger personally, and, and somehow we can get a re- message related across to see if he, he has ever watched the Rick Shields video, it would be very interesting. Um, yeah, so new videos coming up. By the way, guys, so <laughs> we went out and filmed a video uh, Monday, which was the one of the hottest days of the year. Uh, so far. Was it Monday? No, yes. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. One of the hottest days of the year so far. And we had a golf club that we were unbelievably excited about doing a video. Oh, what did you do? You broke it. I broke it. I bro- I actually broke it. And I'm, we're not going to give it away what the product is because it's going to come out another time. Now, I've got to admit something, Guy. I thought I'd right. broke it. What? It wasn't broke. What? What was wrong with it then? Can you explain on this or did it give it away? Would it? Um, something needed to be pulled before something else oh got released. Word. I know. So at the time, it's been two days in a workshop trying to be repaired. I've got it back after the, the person in the this engineer who's been working on it for nearly two days has been trying to fix it. And I got it back today. Couldn't fix it. He said, I give up. I then... Um, thought let me just try one thing that i've seen online that might fix it and it fixed it and i didn't know whether to laugh or cry because it cost an awful lot of money this um this particular golf club that we're going to review very soon and if i broke it it would have been disastrous um but anyway it means guy good news we've got a new video to film this week very excited and I think it might be one of the biggest videos we ever make on the channel. If we can get the thumbnail and title right, then it should be. Because the actual golf club in question, using that term quite loosely, but the golf club in question is ridiculous. Ridiculous. That was, that was on cue, that, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and I'm looking forward to having a go of it at some point. Yeah. And well, any, what's fascinating about it, anyone in the world could have a go at it. 
Right, I don't want to give too much away. So that's going to come soon. Then we've got some more really cool videos. We also filmed a big batch of uh, coaching videos that are going to be coming out soon. I think coaching again this time of year, people are going to be getting back into golf. What's crazy at the moment, so far I've been to three golf courses since lockdown has been lifted here in, in England and Wales and Ireland. And I don't know if you've heard, um, on the 29th of May this month, your the day before your intended wedding day is actually the... the the date that golf um, is now going to be able to be played in Scotland. So that's good news for the Scottish viewers and listeners. Um, at the moment, the restrictions in the UK, you can only play in two balls. So one other person from your house, from one other person outside of your household. Um, golf courses are pre- predominantly at the moment members only, which is, you know, I, I understand that because they've got to give members priority. From what I've seen and heard, membership inquiries and people joining as new members has gone through the roof um, because that's the only way you can really play golf here in the UK at the moment. And um, it'll be interesting to see how long that lasts for. When when does two balls become three balls, become four balls again? When can people play in competitions? When will we be able to go back in the clubhouse, visit the pro shop? Lessons are, again, now starting to be able to get taken in the UK. Um, I'm still waiting one prairie prairie uh, sports village where we film and, and coach it's actually still closed because driving ranges have got the cho- choice to get the uh get the precautions in place so that'll be interesting to see how that works out um but yeah it seems like people are starting to pick up golf again so but what i was going to say is every golf course i've been so far every 10 minutes a two ball two ball two ball you cannot book a tee time within four or five days here in the UK at the moment on most golf courses. It's gone crazy. I need to rejoin a golf course ASAP because I've not been able to... Is that honestly something you've Yes, because the golf course that I grew up playing at that I joined when I was eight years old till I was about 23, 24, something like that, they have um, this Playmore golf scheme that a lot of golf courses have now where I think it's 300 and something pounds and you get like 30 points or whatever it is to play on the golf course. And every time you play, it takes off points. Which for me is absolutely ideal because I'm literally normally April to September is when I'll play. So I don't really need to pay for a full year at a golf club so I'm just not going to use it. So I had a look the other night and you actually just do it on the internet. You just go onto the website for the golf course, just obviously put your bank details in and just pay. So I think I might pull the trigger one night this week and go and get, and go and get a few should. nine holes in. Then can you sign me I mean, in reality, this? it should be a company expense really because I need to be playing golf to so have stories to tell the audience. So... Yeah, we'll look into that. Let's do it. Let's just put it through the company. Great. Let's just let's just. So this golf course on about was actually Birkdale, <laughs> Royal Birkdale. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's a hundred grand yeah. joining fee. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like I say, even even really, the only golf course I would be interested to know how busy they are at the moment are like really exclusive private members clubs that don't have any mem- that many members anyway, and whether obviously it becomes a lot more. Um, it's not not as in demand, you know. Somewhere like um, I can't think of uh, Queenswood yeah. here in the UK in England. Like, I, I probably doesn't have any more than a hundred members, and probably a lot of those live outside the the, the catchment area um, locally. They're probably coming from overseas, etc. I wonder if there it's much easier to go and play golf there at the moment. But anyway, I've had a question that. on Facebook. That's interesting. Matt Shaw has it. asked. Any news on Rick versus Pete? Ooh. You called him out. So, <laughs> did. Feeling brave, wasn't I? I my first bogey. <laughs> <laughs> Rick made a bogey. I thought, oh, I'm actually quite, quite good at golf. 
<laughs> I hit a green in regulation and thought that'll do. Um, yeah, well, I uh, uh, I don't know. How I think about. I don't know. How I feel about it at the moment. Again, I think as soon as I did that, and uh, I think he's kind of loosely accepted. I've not seen a, a, an official acceptance yet from him, but I'm sure he won't. He won't turn the opportunity down to get lots of views on his on his video or my video. <laughs> um, is I instantly thought to myself, "Oh, I should have practiced a lot more. <laughs> I should have, I should have been grinding so much more in this home simulator." Uh, the difference is he's only had a kind of some putting, putting mark, not been able to hit full shots. But since you know we've actually been able to play golf again, I think he's gone out and booked a tee time at every single golf course he can play at, and he's played every single day ever since. I've seen he's had a golf lesson today. Um, so he's going to be back up to full speed soon, but we've not had a proper match with, we've not had a proper match with uh, our own golf clubs, our own set. So let let hey, listen. Let's see how it goes. Um, it'll be for a fun video. What do you think, guys? Should we play for skins, the grand the hole? Um, you might lose a few grand doing that. What would you <laughs> rather do? <clears throat> you beat him right five and four, but the video is a bit of a flop, hundred thousand views, or. He beats you six and five, but it gets half a million views. It'd have to be more than half a million. <laughs> How many views should you be bought for then? A million views would get beat ten and eight. <laughs> you would hundred <laughs> percent. That'd be so worth it. That would make a lot of money. That would, <laughs> compared to, yeah, uh, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, ten. And, 10 and 8 is a bit extreme. That's losing every single That's where the hole. views would come from, though. If you got beat 10 and 8, that would go um, <clears throat> that would go viral. Yeah, that's true. I, I would like to beat him. Um, I feel at the moment, in a weird way, obviously, the last actual two matches we've had, Vegas last year, I had I was neck and neck up until the 14th hole and frigging messed it up. Golf better, I got battered because I had the wrong driver. But actually, the match before that was um, golf better the year before, and I actually beat him on the last hole. So I don't think it's completely and utterly a one-sided affair, but he's certainly the bookie's favourite going into the right. I've asked this, I think I've asked this before. I don't know if it's just in. I was going to say real life. Then this is all real life, but not on a podcast. Like it might have been on a podcast. I might be repeating myself, but I'm going to ask you again anyway. I want you to rank you, Pete. Matt Fryer and Andy Carter on just just natural golfing ability. So one to four, who's the best or the worst? And then the same question again, but you've all been given two months to fully practice. Okay. Natural ability. Mm. Carter for natural ability, number one. I would honestly... and. and you you might disagree. I would send put me as number two natural ability. Right. I'd then put three Pete. And then natural ability, I'd actually put Matt as four. I think Matt's quite tidy. I know, but is how much natural is it? His dad's one of the best golf coaches in the True. country. Like, is that not been forged upon him? I don't feel like he's. I'm not taking anything away, but you t- the question was natural. So then, if we went the other way, and we both, we all four of us had two months of we, we, everyone stopped what they were doing for two months. But we, for me, we'd have to go to a resort where, like, let's say we went to Orlando, and everybody had exactly the same practice facilities, exactly the same time. 
So not me coming home to three kids and, you know, things like that. Every single one of us had two months of of exactly the same time, exactly the same practice, etc. God. I reckon I'd still go Carter. Two months, though. Two months. You're dying to say you, aren't you? I feel like... That's why you brought in the no kids. I think... If you gave me two months, completely and utterly two months, I would be. Every, I think I would be better than all of them. And I, and honestly, I think because I just I would work harder than all of them. I do. I think I would work the hardest. I think I would be the most dedicated, the most efficient. I'd get the best use out of my practice. Um, I'd get the best use out of my practice. And then the last point is depends on. So let's say it was just the four of us playing golf together, the four of us, okay? And we all had two months, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, we had, a, we had a match, the four of us. I honestly think I would be the best. I think I would win. This was just the four of us, I do. I think Carter then, or Pete, I think Pete would work pretty hard in that spell. I think Carter would just get drunk every night and sleep in, sleep in every night, and Matt would would go I think Matt would go almost too deep. He'd go so far down kind of a committed route that he'd end up not sleeping and like needing to he wouldn't look after himself in that situation. So yeah, so I think me, Carter, Pete, then Matt. And then if the I've last got another question twist for you after this, this as well, so the last twist is if the same preparation was done, but for the round of golf we had spectators <laughs> Lots of them, I would come last. Okay, I would be the worst. I think Matt would be the best. I think Carter would be the second best. I think Pete would be the third. So I think Matt, under that type of pressure, would actually. Thrive. Okay, final question. Don't know where I thought of this from. You get a phone call tomorrow of Google, right? Half past eight in the morning, your phone's ringing. It's a random number, London number. You're thinking, who's this? It's somebody from YouTube. Says, so, that Rick? Yeah, yeah, Rick speaking. Rick, we've got a massive problem, mate. What? 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 We found out that your YouTube channel's going to get deleted. It's going to go. And we can't do anything about it. The only way your YouTube channel can get can stopped be from can be stopped from being deleted is that you have to have a friend go to Royal Birkdale and shoot better than three over par. Who out of those three you picking to go and do it for you? Who's got? Who, they all know what's on the line. Who's going to be the best under pressure? Who's going to break that three over par? You can only pick Matt Fryer, Andy Carter, or Peter Finch. Your channel's at stake here. <laughs> the The question is, how much would it mean to them? You've offered them a massive cash reward. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like Pete would probably forfeit <laughs> it because then he goes he goes slightly higher in the rankings and doesn't have a competitive views. <laughs> um, I would say Carter could be bought on performance and I think Matt could so it'd be between Carter and Matt um sorry someone's lock, knocking at the door one second oh thanks that guy sorry about that we had a, a little accident in the garden where a new trampoline that we bought for the kids has just blown over because it's unbelievably windy over here at the moment certainly today there's, there's just been a you've probably not seen it but Tommy Flirt Ian Finnis has just tweeted a video of Tommy out at West Lanks, and it is literally ridiculously windy. You know, the flag's like literally bending in half. 
saw it, it's like 43 miles per hour wind over here today, which is mad. Um, Anti question, if I was to have anybody play golf for me, Roll Burtdale and shoot better than three over to save my channel, <laughs> I would pick with Andy Carter. I'm happy we got that answered because it was definitely something that I wanted to know the answer to. So okay, <laughs> thanks great. for that. Great. <laughs> we have had a a number of decent questions on the Facebook page. Maybe not the best ever questions ever had, but some decent ones. And if you are new listening to this or you haven't yet joined, feel free to search for the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast group on Facebook. It's a growing community. There's 18,000 plus members now. People um, talking about all sorts of different things. Obviously, some things about the podcast and, and Rick's content, but lots of other things, just questions and people showing the what's in the bags and asking for advice on clubs or whatever it might be. So if you obviously like golf, which you do since this podcast, you should definitely check it out because it is, it is decent. It is. So the, the main, sorry, Moreland, quick one. The, the main on. Facebook's killing it at the moment. So thanks so much for everybody who's following the main Facebook page as well. So Rick Shields Golf, killing it. Thanks so much for that. Okay. Question from Reese was it? I was going to say Reese. Reese Morland. We, we kind of covered this before, but he said, "Will there be a video on the day after the hundred, uh, the thousand ball challenge?" Now there's not going to be a video, but as you said, that was a tough feat. It would have been a pointless video because literally, <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was a bit of a zombie. Uh, my wife wasn't massively impressed. One the day before, I was out in the garage all day hitting whacking golf balls till midnight, and then the next day I was just useless for nothing. So. Yeah, there will be no follow-up video, but believe me, if you're going to do it, uh, make sure that you stay hydrated, is my advice, maybe. I don't know. I did something wrong because the next day I really suffered. thing is, though, when you think about it, if I go to the range, I normally get 50 balls because 100 is just like, I get I lose interest. So obviously, good maths, 1,000 would be 110 times. That is, it is a lot of golf balls, to be fair. The one thing I wanted to do, and, and if you, uh, most people probably watch the video, I... Um, the the software crashed because I wanted to just stay on one hole all day and have a thousand shots of data and almost be able to work out then what my average distance of the day was and then times that by a thousand to see how far I actually hit the golf ball that during that day but that didn't happen because uh, the software crashed annoyingly but either way it was a, a fun little challenge and like I say we, we actually ended up I, I you know, keep me spurred on I donated a thousand pounds to the uh, NHS uh, charity and actually from viewers that's been matched another thousand pounds has been donated as well so well over two thousand pounds donated towards charity so it had a nice little theme to the video too you're a good man rick aren't you (laughs) (laughs) so there's a question this is a really good question actually i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this craig riley has said what advice would you give to a 28 handicap who can play to 18 in non-competitive rounds but bottles it in comps Mm, it's a good one, that, isn't it? Mm. I feel like you'd be able to have some words of wisdom here. For me, it's it. I, I can kind of get that feeling. I understand non-competitive compared to competitive is very different. Um, I think the, the challenge is you've either got to go one or two ways. You've got to try and make your practice rounds more competitive. So mm-hmm. being able to actually compete with somebody so that you actually, even though it's a relaxed round, you're having that competitive element. Or vice versa, try and make your tournament rounds much more relaxed play with people you know play with more you know friendly people don't worry too much about your scorecard have someone else mark it because i think that's a new rule in golf isn't it where you can actually have one person mark 
everybody's scorecard, you don't have to actually mark. Oh, that can you? Apparently so that. now, yeah. That's good. I don't, th- I don't know whether it's a post-lockdown rule, so you don't have to swap cards, but otherwise it's just a rule in general. You can have one person in the group marking everybody's score. So if that's the case, then you can just literally play golf, not worry about, about it, and then top up the scores at the end and go, oh, great, I shot 18 over rather than, than uh, 100 or whatever. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, there's a bit of that from from an amateur standpoint, guy. What would you? I'm obviously a good player, I think, but I think for me, I kind of get what he's saying, but it sounds like because there's a big difference there in ten shots roughly. If you say he's off twenty eight, and he's saying he can play to eighteen in non-competitive rounds, but bottles it in comps, then I started thinking, does that mean he shoots twenty five over in comps, for example? But it mustn't do because if he did, he'd, he'd come down from twenty eight. So I'm imagining that he's he's, he's shooting twenty eight par over par, sorry, or worse in comps. There's either, well, the first thing I think you mentioned that it's either he does get a bit nervous, in which case, you know, he might be making bad decisions or, you know, missing small putts, he's nervous or whatever it might be. Without being rude to Craig, it probably sounds like when he is playing his non-competitive rounds, he's probably not scoring properly. And I don't mean that in a silly way, he's not adding up his scores properly. But it's quite easy sometimes to kind of hit a bad shot and then almost just say, oh, I'm only playing, I'm not going to play out of that line, I'm going to move it or... um, you know, you might just lo- might lose a ball in a hole and then just go, oh, I was going to call that a, a blob or something. But if in a stroke play comp on that hole, he might end up getting an 11 or a 12 or a 13 or something stupid. So if he does it in a comp, his score soon starts to, to rise. So I suppose what I would suggest is that when you do play a non-competitive round, actually just try and play with a scorecard and actually shoot, uh, you know, play every hole properly, finish every hole, no gimmies. That's another thing as well. I know you sometimes do this, like, but... I never take gimmies because in my mind, what's the point? If the ball is that short to the hold, that close, sorry, that it, it's, it's inevitable to go in, we'll just knock it in. And if he's playing with his mates who are giving him three footers all the time, in a yep, comp, if you miss three point. or four of those, that's, that's three or really four shots. Point. And it might um, be the fact, you know, it sounds daft, but again, in, if you and me were playing golf and, and I knocked one up the right-hand side and we weren't sure if it had gone out of bounds or got lost, we'd probably walk down there and, and you, we'd probably say, oh, just drop one down here. You know, yeah. it was a penalty, you know, it was obviously a penalty. But again, in tournament play, you don't have that advantage. You've got to go back to the tee. You've got to... Or you might go out of bounds again. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, as much as it's a friendly golf and certainly if you're playing with pals, is is it's what it's supposed to be. It's friendly golf. You just play as you go along and like say, I mean, I'll take every gimme under the sun. But it's like, like say, it's when then you get in a tournament and you're left with a three-footer and you've not hold one for a few months. You go, oh, well, crap, another what, thing what are is, these? And another thing as well I've done a load of times is I've, I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, I was playing like just friendly golf, my friend, but playing properly and I was quite often shooting under par. Like not like loads, but maybe one, two. Some, I think I shot three under ones, which I was really happy with, obviously. And then playing a comp and I'd be shooting five, six, seven over. But it's almost more annoying because you know you can do it. And it sounds yeah. more, again, like for Craig, if he is doing it, legitimately in practice rounds well if he steps in the first tee in a comp he's thinking i know i can shoot 18 over par is he putting too much pressure on himself and then he and then he starts off with a treble bogey and then his head's gone and he just gets then trebles the next hole and before you know it he's used his 28 shots in like 15 holes or something yeah exactly yeah it's 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 definitely a learning curve when you first start playing golf at that kind of at that level you've got to you've got to understand and i always remember you know when when you do suddenly get it clicking in tournaments it's a massive you know weight off your shoulder and in next time you go out you probably play even better and still you continue continue that form so stick with it and it will get right craig and uh, you'll be down to 18 handicap in no time yes um so mark ogden asks besides um obviously recording the golf content 
what have you guys been doing to keep busy? And obviously, I'm guessing it means over lockdown period. So, Rick, what have you been doing? I have been running. I managed to... It, I don't know it I was, giggled then. <laughs> it was good because I think 5K seemed to be the, the fashionable distance, didn't it? 5K mm. runs seemed to be super popular all over social media. People being nominated to do 5K runs and this, that, and the other. And as someone who's... who's uh, people might not believe this, but I, I used to really do quite a lot of runs i used to do the manchester 10k every year i've done the i've done the great north run which is a half marathon i did it in just under two hours i think my fastest 10k has been 49 minutes um so coming into like doing 5ks it was quite nice little you know you don't have to stop doing 5ks and as in i didn't have to stop while doing them i could run a 5k quite comfortably and took me like 30 minutes when i first started and i realized you were doing it so we had a I was kind of catch, trying to catch you in your times and your your times just getting getting quicker and quicker and as did mine but I don't think I ever quite got anywhere near as close to, did you do a 22 minute 5k 22 to 22 15 I think my best one was but then I kind of ruined it for myself because I was the same as you I was enjoying the 5k's because it was like it was about 25 minutes or so for me and then you know call it half an hour until I left the house and got back and I was really enjoying it, but then I started to get a bit time obsessive and try and run faster. And that, what felt like quite an easy 5K became like 22, 23 minutes of hell. So yeah, now I'm kind of like, I've ruined it a little bit for myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, so that, I've been watching obviously quite a bit. Of t- oh, so about, I think my fastest 5K in the end was like 23.50 or something. Um, Still solid. Which I never thought I'd be able to beat 25, if I'm honest. Um, and I've, I did a couple of 10Ks, and then weirdly I actually twisted my ankle in the garden playing football with the kids, and annoyingly I've not I've not been able to uh, go running for two weeks. I've really missed it, actually. Uh, but apart from that, looking after the kids, obviously it's you know it's challenging with having three kids at home, trying to keep them up, kids occupied. It's weirdly becoming the norm now, obviously being at home. Um, and then watching TV, so completed Tiger King. Uh, got into Ozark, which is on Netflix. Have you watched that? I watched the first three and couldn't get into it at all. Oh, I really, I really like it. We're still, I think, we're on season one, but we're getting through it. And then only recently, I'm two episodes in now to Last Dance. Yes, Michael Jordan. Did you watch it all? No, I've only watched, I think, three or four. But Scotty Pippen, I really like Scotty Pippen. I know, I think he's becoming my favourite. How, how undervalued was he it? Was class. Well, have you seen the one where how underpaid he was? Yeah, he was like the second Mad. best scorer, the second best this, the second best that, the second best, you know, obviously all second to, to Jordan. And first in a few things as well, first in steals, first in this, that, and the other. And it, it was like 120 second yeah. best paid, you know, I don't get it wrong, still millions, but... I mean, did Michael Jordan his last year um, get paid thirty six million? And I think something along the lines of Scotty Pippen was like eighteen million collectively in all the years that he played for Chicago Bulls. Well, it was because he um, obviously went to support his family, got offered that contract, and was like, "Yeah, that'll do. That's that's amazing." And then obviously, as he got better and better and more and more value to the team, his he was just getting underpaid. It's mad, isn't it? crazy crazy how that worked out bad kind of business sense but like say with uh, with his family having 12 kids which i couldn't believe and his dad you know being disabled and um one of his brothers being paralyzed i understand why he took that money but yeah it's mad so i did like say only two two episodes in but i'm fully fully into it i'm really enjoying it a lot not a massive baseball you know supporter i don't really know it but obviously know michael jordan but didn't it's a good job I, it's basketball not baseball then yeah <laughs> Um, and like, well, didn't didn't Jordan have a little stint in baseball for a period of time? 
I think, yeah, I think he did. But I only remember that off the Space Jam film. Yeah, no, I thought that. And then when I looked on Wikipedia, I thought, was that just a part in the film? But actually, he did. He, he played for, I can't remember now, um, but for like 18 months, which was really weird. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we're going to get back out again. Loads more videos coming your way soon. Um, get back in touch again with your uh, first tees, first tee shots, yes. first tee nightmares. Uh, listener of the week will start introducing again like i say we'll get back to normality we just wanted to check in get another podcast under the belt and uh get ready for regular podcast again coming every week for sure so as rick said make sure you email to it's uh really easy it's podcast at rickshields.com we want to hear your first tea nightmares we've extended that out now just to any random golf shot you've ever hit that's been horrendous quick so one first tea nightmares would be good after lockdown i bet there's been quite a few of yes. those about the house we also want to hear from the listener of the week again we've not had the listener of the week for a little while so listener of the week you need to be a subscriber to the youtube channel subscribe to the podcast rate the podcast on apple or wherever you listen to your podcast from um send us an email and we will give somebody next week that the honor of listener of the week yeah we'll get back in touch with that again um no ed brown <laughs> who is that i forgot who even is now it's been that long guys thanks so much for listening um again rate the podcast let's get let's get back up in the charts let's get back to where we belong in not only golf podcasts but sports podcasts and like i say we've got lots more to come um, but this was a nice back nice ease back into work stay safe everyone catch you soon guy and we shall see you next week see you later